The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Whether he deserves it or not, Anthony Beauvillier finds himself in the top six for your Vancouver Canucks. Does he actually deserve to be there or the Canucks just showcasing this guy? We're going to tell you what we think next here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, I'm back, baby. You know, Kyle, maybe he kicked me off the show for a day, but couldn't keep me away forever. Uh, you're listening to Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Banks, co-host of Locked On Canucks, and also a part-time credentialed media member for Daily Hive, Vancouver. Woo! Before we dive into today's episode, we got to thank you. Yes, you listening right now for tuning into Locked On Canucks. It is your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. I also got to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Coming up on today's episode, we got to talk about the guy who, despite all odds, he's climbing the depth chart, Anthony Beauvillier. Does he actually deserve to be there? Or they kind of shopping this guy for a trade? Um, Kyle and I are going to tell you what we think next. Also going to get into the Canucks Goats of the Week. The Canucks played four games last week. It was a heavy schedule. So we're going to break down our top five Canucks of the Week and give you an update on the Canucks yearly power rankings. Finally going to finish off the show with a little pregame prophecy ahead of the Canucks and Ducks tonight. But before we do that, you know, I had a prophecy, Kyle, that I was going to be doing this with you today. And now here we are. What's going on, buddy? You did it, man. You made it. We made it. Here on another episode of Locked On Canucks, my name is Kyle Bowen. That right there again is Trevor Bags, and I think the people need us, man. I think we're losing some of that swagger, man. We're feeling low. You, you know what you got to do? I know we live with recency bias, but just look at the record. Look at the record. That's impressive, and it actually does equate to a lot of level of comfort slash, more importantly, trust. Trust in these guys, man. I mentioned it on yesterday's episode, a solo episode. I feel as if we have seven really good players. How many play? How many players play on an NHL team per game? Well, what's the number? Let me let me do the math. If you, 12, uh, 18, 19, 20, just 20? skaters, it'd be 18. 18 and two yeah, goalies, if you yeah. the goalie, it'd be 19. I don't know what the uh, percentage is, but seven out of 20 players? What is that? 35% of your team? That's I think all, it's really it's good. It's about one-third. It's a little over one-third, about 35%. Bro, the Canucks are stacked, okay? I want the city to have that energy, man, for real. A big game today, big conversation today. And I think it's, uh, I, I, I would even use the word obvious. I know that's so speculative, but my emotions are running high when it comes to how the Canucks are avoiding, <clears throat> avoiding scratching Beauvillier, right? And I think I'm a little ticked off, too, because Kuzmenko got two games, and I feel as if uh, you could have made the swap there for those two names. Uh, this all being said, I'm curious to know, uh, A, your thoughts on the player, and B, if they're actually trying to showcase him, because I've said it so many times before, you know it is, one step at a time, the Canucks still need to play the long game here, and the long game, well, a good long game would, you know, be one with them getting assets for a player that they did pay a premium to get, kind of, you know? Like, Beauvillier is part, part of, the, like, one of the biggest trades in recent history. 
you know, I think for any other NHL GMs listening right now, yes, the Canucks paid a premium to get Anthony Beauvillier. So he therefore should be traded for a premium. Uh, <laughs> but I think the reality of the situation is Anthony Beauvillier was included in that trade as a mm. cap dump for the Canucks. Uh, and sure, uh, I was going to say maybe Patrick Ovi wanted another warm body in the lineup. That might be true. But they made the trade for that first round pick in Atu Ratu. Anthony Beauvillier was clearly the third most important part of that deal. Now, obviously, he comes to Vancouver last season, has some immediate success, you know, ends up on the top line, uh, scoring at a point per game clip, uh, finishes the season strong in Vancouver. Um, but all reports out of the uh, New York Islanders are that this guy's been a streaky player throughout his career. Now, he's been good in the playoffs. Now, that's the selling point if you want to trade this guy. But he has been a streaky player. Um, and at the end of the day, I do think the Canucks are trying to showcase him. I don't know how successful they'll be just because of the market right now. You know, Anthony Bovilli, again, I know he's only got a year left, but he's an undersized middle six winger making $4.1 million. There's just not a lot of demand for these guys. So uh, I'm curious, Kyle, and, and I think I feel like you and I both agree that the Canucks are showcasing him uh, for potential trade. You know, what does that even look like if the Canucks are trading Anthony Beauvillier? Well, right now it's it's a player who, in my opinion, is worth, like, the minimum in any sort of trade. You know, it's either Beauvillier get, getting traded for another defenseman who's struggling or something. You know, like a Noah Juleson type, you know? Get what I'm saying? I guess that's the mm-hmm. best way to put yeah. it. Like, it's very, very low. And how come the Canucks haven't scratched him yet? If they're... If they're talking about resets, right, they're using the word resets. If there's one guy who really needs a reset, it is Anthony Beauvillier. It's just the truth. It's just the truth, man. Look at his stats. This guy picked up two of his goals that were in the third period against that game against San Jose before they took steroids, yeah, okay? For real. You get what I'm saying, that, bro? That is a great, He's had a bad yeah, year, bro. Like, why are we so afraid to say that. that this guy's had a bad year? It's just yeah, the truth. Yeah, that's a great point, and you know I, I kind of thought that Anthony Beauvillier was being kept in the lineup, you know, because he's kind of considered, I think I mentioned this on the show before, you know, a relatively safe player. Um, but you look at the underlying numbers, he's not even really a low event player. Like the Canucks are getting chances with him on the ice, they're allowing quite a few chances with him on the ice. Now the actual goals for and against numbers are good. He's been on the ice for 10 goals, four, four and three goals against. But I think that's more so a product of him being lucky than actually being a good defensive player here. Um, so I, I think it does come down to the Canucks trying to showcase him. You know, they're not going to trade Andre Kuzmenko. So, uh, we don't think at least. So I think they want to spark him by sitting him, having him go over the tape. I mean, this guy is relatively green in terms of NHL games played. Mm-hmm. Uh, only played his 100th NHL game last week. Uh, Anthony Bovillia, on the other hand, isn't going to be part of the long-term future. You're probably not going to resign him. You're almost assuredly not going to resign him. So you want to play him higher up the lineup to see what he can do. And I think he's a good enough player where you can get away with doing that. Um, but I don't think he necessarily deserves to be there. He's not a that bad being player. Said, they're not... replacing what? They're replacing Phil Giuseppe. I know he's, I said he was my guy. I said he was my guy, but that's okay. He's just Phil Giuseppe at the end of the day. And uh, he'll, he'll be all right. Yeah. Well, I'm a little disappointed in that. I think that PDG, he's been a lot quieter recently, but I feel as if he's played on the same level. As Beauvillier still, though, you know? Like, it's the same. It's the same. They're doing the same things. And yeah. I just and feel as if... And their point totals are similar. And I just feel as <laughs> if... Yeah. I, I think I'm still emotional about the Kuzmenko thing, man. I, I feel as if they did him a little dirty, you know? For real. 
And just to see the Canucks be in a situation where they needed a goal and they had Lafferty on the ice, I was like, yo, the Canucks, don't get ahead of yourselves. I understand you have to teach a lot of lessons here and whatnot, but I feel as if the players are the ones that are going to ultimately change the culture. And Kuzmenko loves being a Canuck, and I think one game was enough for a 39 goal score. This team still needs to, like, it's still learning how to win games, and he's such an important part, man. Such an important part. One game was enough. Yeah, I, I get the one important. game. I, I feel as if they played the night before. And even though they won games and you don't mess with the broken lineup, I just feel as if there was a couple. There could have been PDG or Beauvillier that could have gone out. Like, it's, it wasn't going to make much of a dip, in my opinion. Move Lafferty down, bring back Kuzmenko. That chemistry with Patterson, too, it's important for this team to, like, you know, get that going. How do you get that going? Play them, you know, just... It just seemed obvious, and I, I, I'm getting not not emotional about it, but it was just concerning, concerning. Yeah, Kuzmenko um, was probably done a bit dirty, and Anthony Bovillia again, kind of getting away with uh, some mediocre hockey right now. Look, I I'm trying to think of potential trade targets for Bovillier. Uh, leave us yours in the comment. Who are realistic targets for Anthony Bovillier? Like, I'm really thinking about like a guy like Chad Ruedel. You know, it's another Pittsburgh what? Penguin. Are the Canucks going to deal with the Pens again? <laughs> um, but like a depth defenseman who can kind of provide you with some solid minutes. Um, I mean, Chad Rubin is also a right shot defenseman. I'm not saying he's the guy that kind of already traded for one of Pittsburgh's right shot defensemen to Mark Freeman, but I think it's a guy like that. Like, I don't think Bavilia right now, again, unless they're showcasing him, he gets some points in Miller and Besser, you know, maybe get some juice to his game. Cause right now you ain't getting much for him. That's for sure. Yeah. And I'll go on the record and also say, I don't, I don't, I don't think Bovillier is a bad player. I think he's, He's pretty solid. He really is. He really is. Yeah. He does his thing. And you can see, and we've seen it, we saw it already last year. You know, you put him with good players, and when he's confident, there is like that low-end, low-end type of player that you put on a line with two high-skilled players, and it works out, you know? This guy does the nitty-gritty, but he's also smart enough offensively to just make it work. We've seen that happen in stretches, not only in Vancouver, but at his time with the Islanders as well. He's a good player, but right now it just seems a little boring, and I'm more emotional about it because I think, again, maybe I'm just feeding off this mistake too much. They just made a big mistake on Saturday. Just keeping him in the lineup over Kuzmenko, it didn't make sense, and I'm getting emotional about it. Uh, this all being said, as always, man, West Coast bias proved me wrong. Canucks need a win tonight. They don't need to listen to us, okay? Ovilla, get a goal and two assists. Make Miller look even better, and then we'll shut up. <laughs> for real and enhance your trade value in the process Kyle it's nice to see you as uh getting emotional about these Canucks again not to, mm-hmm. not that you ever really stop but the fact that you're extra emotional about these Canucks <laughs> there's it just means they're doing something right okay yeah, man, uh, and as we record this they're yeah they're the sixth best team in the NHL uh right now coming up on the other side we'll see if Kyle gets emotional when I tell you my Canuck goats of the week in our weekly power rankings going over the five best Canucks from last week Before we do that, we got to let you know that a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Anthony Beauvillier could score 50 goals. The Canucks could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is my number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick with our studs like Anthony Beauvillier, Connor Garland, 
or especially Nils Hoaglander, will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Canucks fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. let it run we need the positivity people for real it's game day i i I sense it not that i'm seeing it maybe i'm exaggerating but i sense a a bit of nerves you know i really do and i hope that people go into seven o'clock pacific standard time with hope and that swagger man feel good don't be nervous enjoy the moment enjoy your vancouver canucks for real my name kyle bowen Uh, this is another episode of locked on canucks more importantly that right there is trevor bags And uh, this is the show, right? We give you the Canucks every day. We give you that West Coast bias. And uh, we also give you the goats of the week, man. Trevor Beggs, man. This is is a tough one. I'm going to grade you at the end of this because I feel as if this is a test. For real. Anyways, let's get to it. The goats of the week on Locked on Canucks. All right, Kyle. Dealer's choice. You want me to start with number one or number five? Number one, man. We feeling good. Start at the top. Number one, Quinn Hughes, okay? <laughs> Again, it's in, an interesting week. As you said, Kyle, it wasn't uh, the best week from your Vancouver Canucks uh, with a couple wins, a couple losses. They beat the Sharks, Kraken, lose to the Avalanche and Sharks. But Quinn Hughes, through it all, was not on the ice for an even-strength goal against. I know that uh, shorthanded goal against the San Jose Sharks were probably uh, was probably burned into some people's minds especially people with that East Coast bias. Come on, man. Quinn Hughes, he's better than that. But he was not on the uh, he was not on the ice for an even-strength goal against. Uh, he did record five points in four games. He's currently on an 11-game point streak. Um, it's one, I believe, it's either tied for or one game away from the longest def- point streak by defenseman in Canucks history. Have to check my work on that from last week over at Daily Hive. But just, again, another solid week from Quinn Hughes, and I'm going to go with number two as well here quickly, Nils Hooglander, <laughs> returning to the list, baby. He keeps his number two spot. Uh, he had two goals, three points, and was on the ice for no even strength goals against. And again, Kyle, I, it feels like deja vu, but he's making this impact in fourth line minutes, averaging a 10.56 per game last week. Uh, but man, oh man, I thought Nils Hooglander was one of the best Canucks. And hey, you know what? He got a little bump up the lineup. Uh, in that game against the San Jose Sharks. Again, that's another reason I'm a little bit peeved with Bovillier, and I think he sh- they're showcasing him. is because Nils Hoaglander got some time uh, with the Miller investor in that Sharks game. And, you know, here he is, going into tonight's contest against the Ducks, still stapled to that fourth line. He's doing his thing, and you uh, you talked about that uh, sat note a couple episodes ago on the C. Dangle Podcast Network, and... You might have retweeted it too, but yeah, Hoaglander, you know, staying on the fourth line, maybe it's not the worst thing because at least he has the, at least he gets to have the puck a lot and tap into that bag because this guy clearly has a lot to bring to the table and uh, it's it's not the worst thing in the world if he's 
one of the main guys. I think he feeds off of that. He's got that swagger. And I love how him and Patterson are laying the boom every now and then. Boom. They're doing their thing. Those guys seem to be close off the ice too, man. I feel as if they both looked up to Peter Forsberg or something, right? Because, <laughs> no, they got so much skill, bro. To, so, so to see it happen and the way they're doing it, like we're talking about Hoaglander, you know, he, he, you know, the Canucks produced two of the biggest hits of the year so far. They really did on Friday and Saturday, okay? The Hoaglander hit on Tanev was crazy. Uh, the, the Patterson hit on that San Jose player, I think it was the defenseman from Minnesota. Well, I don't know his name. Uh, it was that's the, the guy that they just picked up. Anyways. Let's talk about Hoaglander, that hit on Tanev. That happened, what? Oh, Addison, killing Addison, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, Hoaglander hits Tanev, and that happens the game after Hoaglander picks up a $2,500 fine for slew footing. And it's, like, slew footing is not a funny matter, but I feel as if it's not funny, but just ironic how he's able to not be scared at the fine or, you know what I'm saying? Because more eyes are going to be on him, and he's willing to still lay the body down like that. It's... It's just a part of his game. It's how he gets off on being a hockey player, and it's incredible. Now, speaking of incredible and hockey player, Quinn Hughes is so good that I feel as if I did not appreciate the week he just had. Five points in four games. He's a defenseman. Mm-hmm. That's still a 90-point pace. Nobody's really doing that. He just set a new standard, you know what I'm saying? And on that note, I feel like Quinn Hughes is going to have his best week ever to end off the month this week. Yeah, and I, I should mention, I just looked it up, Kyle, while you were talking. Now, Quinn Hughes is tied with <laughs> Philip Ronick, who did the same thing last month, yeah. and Dennis Kearns uh, from the 1976-77 season, the longest point streak by a Canucks defenseman in franchise history. So with one point tonight against the Anaheim Ducks, Quinn Hughes will have by himself the longest point streak by a defenseman in Canucks history. Pretty unreal stuff. Um, speaking of a guy who had a pretty long point streak for the Canucks in recent memory, uh, JT Miller, <laughs> he's my third goat of the week here in the Canucks weekly power rankings. He also had five points in four games. You look at the underlying numbers again, this guy's still going up against the team's best players. He had a positive, uh, possession differential in each of the four Canucks four games this week. I think JT Miller's only real blemish of the week was the turnover to Kale McCarr on that goal against the avalanche mm-hmm. aside from that it was a pretty rock solid week from jt miller and yet again i don't know if he's had a week this year where he hasn't been on uh the Canucks go to the week list i think he's been so consistent he's been a factor in every game he's barely taken two or three shifts off in a row like i, I just feel as if he's been so so solid the whole way through and another player maybe he's your uh guy at number four here i'm gonna take a guess Another guy who's reminding me of the consistency that Miller's playing in his own way is Brock Besser. Is he is he your number four guy? No, but you're pretty close. I'll, uh, I'll finish up four and five right now. Thatcher Demko comes at number four. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think the Avs game, hard to fault him too much. I mean, there were some redirections, um, but that was his only loss of the week. Uh, he did beat the Sharks on Monday uh, and beat the Kraken as well on Friday. Uh, pretty solid performance since the Kraken. So Thatcher Demko, uh, the fourth GOAT of the week, and number five is, like you said, Kyle Brock Besser. <laughs> uh, like you said, just been remarkably consistent. Uh, that line, Miller and Besser, that duo, I should say, it's been a bit of a revolving door at points on their wing. You know, They're still driving play, driving possession, and Besser himself, two goals, three points, and again, tied for first in the NHL in goals. How about that for Brock Besser? Doing his thing, man. And... Just overall, again, impressed with his ability to be way better five-on-five five and just more noticeable, man, 
whether it be in the defensive zone or the offensive zone. And speaking of which, offensively, he's gotten so many chances over the last two games. He could have had like six goals this week weekend. It was just the truth, and I think he's going to carry that swagger slash play style this week. It's a big week, you know? I think today's – you, you have to take it one game at a time. And I know Anaheim's been struggling. I think they've lost six straight. Uh, both teams obviously have a lot to play for. But I think the Canucks need to use this game as a Vegas one – like. Think about it like you're in a series with Vegas, you know? Play play a really good game against Anaheim because you got to warm yourself up correctly for that game against Vegas because I don't want to use the term must win, but a part of me just needs them to win that game against Vegas. You get what I'm saying? And it's easier, way easier to do that with a successful stint at home against the Ducks tonight. Enjoy yourself and uh, just have fun, man. Have fun. We're going to talk about that game more in a couple minutes. I'm going to ask Trevor to read me the lines, too, because I haven't looked on Twitter all day today. I don't know what's going on. I don't have Twitter on my phone, and I'm curious to see how this uh, defense core is looking for your Vancouver Canucks, and we'll talk about that in a couple minutes right here on Locked on Canucks. If you run a solo small business, you're an army of one, but you still need a CPA, bookkeeper, separate payroll system, and more. Let Collective take care of the paperwork while you take care of business. Collective is the number one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs that lets you focus on your passion, not the paperwork. Let Collective handle all the paperwork you dread like corporate formation, compliance, taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, and even payroll. The best part is at a fraction of the cost of a CPA. Collective knows that if you're a business of one and you make over $80,000 a year, you will find a ton of value from this service. Join the thousands of solopreneurs who have saved an average of $10,000 per year. That's the cost of Kyle's coffee budget for the year. Yeah. $10,000 a year on taxes with their structure. Right now, Collective is offering a one-month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com slash LockedOnNHL and tell them that LockedOnNHL sent you. That's a $550 value for free when you go to collective.com slash LockedOnNHL and tell them that LockedOnNHL they sent you. That's collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. And feel free to shout us out here at Locked On Canucks. Okay, okay, you're back on another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. And this is the show that gives you your Canucks. Every day, and your Canucks, man, 7 p.m. tonight, doing their thing. I know a, people, a couple people going to, going to the game. Uh, let's get the dub for the boys, and uh, let's feel good again, man. Let's feel good again. Uh, Trevor, can I ask you a question? Do you think I'm being delusionally optimistic? Uh, in other words, based on what's happened recently, based on that loss to the San Jose Sharks, are you surprised at my maturity? Um, yeah, I'm a little surprised to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the Kyle Bowen from a month ago would have been, uh, you know, ripping out his nose hairs. Yeah. Straight and that's up, painful, man. man. That, that, that hurts. You ripping out your nose hairs. You ever done that before? Of course, man. You got to do it sometimes, man. Last minute you check at the mirror. Like what the hell? I didn't know that was there. And you got to do what you got to do. It is what it is, man. But I'm tough. I'm tough. And that's why I feel as if I'm again, optimistic about the Canucks not, that R word, man. There's a lot of bad R words out there in the world. Real talk. But regression? Yo, people sleep with that at night. 
People wake up and the first thing they do is check their phone to see if the Canucks have, have regressed even more based on all these polls. Enough of that, though. Okay, let's let's dream the other way. Okay, we, we, we call this segment the, the pregame prophecy. Trevor Beggs and myself making some predictions about the future and what's going to be happening to your Vancouver Canucks and the rest of us. So, uh, Beggsy, take it away. All right, so tonight the Vancouver Canucks play the Anaheim Ducks, losers of six straight, the coldest team in the NHL. But here's something that uh, you should consider, okay? John Gibson's been a Canuck killer. Lucas Dockstyle has a 9-14 save percentage in three games versus the Canucks. It might be tough for the Canucks to score some goals, but guess what? Andre Kuzmenko's coming back into the lineup. He has five goals in four career games against the Ducks. Elias Pettersson, he's been running cold lately. I think those two are going to combine for the overtime winner against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, because you know what? Patterson and Kuzmenko, they got to figure it out eventually. I think the fire's been lit under Kuzmenko. Whoa. And yeah, goals might be coming to hard by tonight. Goals might be hard to come by tonight, uh, but the Canucks are going to find a way to win this one, baby. And wow. a, Kyle, you said a note on the lineups too. Yeah. Cole McWard, mini Chris Tana, future Chris Tana, makes his season debut tonight for the Vancouver Canucks oh. with Mark Freeman coming out of the lineup. Wow. Okay, I like it, man. Mark Freeman's coming out though? Come on, man. Uh, that was what Rick Talkett said today. Damn. So, that, that, I mean, that leaves an interesting look on the third pairing. So, Hirose skated with Myers yesterday. Friedman skated with Juleson. Are you going to have Juleson and Myers on your third pairing? Oh, dude. Is it, are they going to go Cole? Are they gonna, again, four right shot D. Are they going to go Hughes, Hronick, Cole McWard, and then Myers and Juleson? Really? Bro, that's scaring me, bro. I'm not going to put that out there. I'm not going to elaborate on that, okay? And I don't even want to talk about that tomorrow because the worst is not going to happen, all right? Straight up. Now, Trevor Beggs, let me ask you a question, man. Have you have you ever eaten duck before? Oh, yeah, lots of times. Damn. Love duck. I wonder how close ducks were to become, you know, chickens, you know, the chickens of the world. Because you know how, like, chickens are just eaten by the, like, you know, there's, I feel as if there's 17 billion chickens that get murdered every day and maybe 10,000 yeah. ducks. <laughs> how close are they yeah you know? i mean i i prefer ducks i like that dark meat okay i'm whoa. a big fan of that dark meat whoa but uh <laughs> well seriously i know it's just the truth man hey. chickens i think just have a bit more fat on them you know like there's a bit more meat on a chicken than there's on a duck dude people just don't care about um, chickens man they don't care about chickens as much yeah yeah it's just a negative connotation with chickens man of course like oh you're a chicken right your chicken, but chickens are useful. They lay eggs for us. You know, I, I had some, I had some beautiful fried eggs this morning Bro, for breakfast. Man, be, didn't come from a duck's ass. Came from a chicken's ass. We should be praying to chickens every day. If you really think about it, based on how many chickens we eat, and we talk about their babies, we eat their babies too. We should be praying. Our wait, our eggs, chicken eggs, babies. Are they? Anyways, Kyle Bowen. No, no, I don't think Kyle so. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Another episode of Locked On Canucks. Your Canucks face off against the Ducks, and. uh yeah, I'm just going to agree with everything you said. You know, with Kuzmenko, Patterson, something's got to give, and I think Patterson's going to build off that hit and some of the noise, and Kuzmenko's just going to have fun and, you know, never remove himself from the lineup again. Two games was a lot. Anyways, Begsy, I got to go. You got to sign us out. Thanks a lot for listening to this. Take it away. Yeah, Kuzmenko, never going to be removed from the lineup again. And we hope that you listen right now. You never remove us from your podcast feed, baby, because we ain't going every, anywhere. Everywhere, we're going everywhere, but we ain't going anywhere, okay? Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners, the first-time listeners, and the new subscribers, baby. Oh, we love it. Love the subscribers. 
We love you guys, your families, and your dogs too. Stay tuned for this week on Locked On Canucks. We got recaptures every Canucks game. Obviously, talking some trade rumors like we did today with Anthony Beauvillier and touching on everything regarding your Vancouver Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs, that guy's Cal Bowen, and you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Mm-hmm.